Hello, and welcome to the Rebel Soul Podcast, where we discuss integration of body, mind, spirit, and how to show up in alignment with our authentic selves. I'm your host, spiritual and energy coach, Suzanne Venus, and I want to welcome you to this space. In today's episode, I really wanted to talk about um, a disempowered empath versus an empowered empath and giving some tools and practices to move there. So often we hear rhetoric in the spiritual community or when we're first discovering this or we go on our healing journey and we read all these articles about the empath and the narcissist, Um, you know, and a lot of people who identify themselves as spiritual beings. I'm here to tell you, you're all fucking spiritual beings, whether you act like an asshole or you don't, uh, you're still a spiritual being. Um, But you go on this path and you go, oh, that's me. I'm so sensitive and I hate being around people and I feel so drained and I always draw these narcissistic assholes to me, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's coming from a really victimized standpoint of your gifts and a very disempowered place. So first of all, I wanted to talk about what is an empath. So before I get into an empath, I want to give a definition of empathy uh, by one of my favorite authors, Brene Brown. If you haven't read her work, I highly, highly, highly recommend all of her work. I started with The Gifts of Imperfection. Daring Greatly is amazing. Um, Daring to Lead, if you're stepping into a leadership role. Uh, Braving the Wilderness, about really being okay standing alone. You need to get to a certain point in your own healing and growth to be able to really get the pieces um, of that one. And I can't remember her other book, but it's about the one where she quotes the boxer about um, when you get leveled, like, get back, get in the ring and get back up. Um, Rising Strong, that's what it's called. So any, all of her books are amazing tools to work on your own healing journey. So Brene Brown's definition of empathy, which is the root of where empath as as a person, as a being comes from, she defines it as empathy has no script. There is no right or wrong way to do it. It's simply listening, holding space, withholding judgment, emotionally connecting and communicating that incredibly healing message of you are not alone. And so an empath is someone who is deeply attuned to the feelings and emotions of those surrounding them, the collective energy of what's going on, which has been heightened in a lot of us uh, through the last you know, year and a half of being within this pandemic. Um, but when you're with individual beings, it's interesting um, to me that being empathic is always seen as this burden. It is a great gift to be able to emotionally connect and feel with other human beings. We are designed as humans here on this planet to connect with one another, despite any bullshit out there that pits you into divisiveness. That is not what we are meant as human beings to do. We are meant to connect from our hearts to people near and far and have empathy for humanity. So we can do better, so we can live better, so we can live, leave our planet a better place for our children. 
my goodness, if we stay where we're at right now at this moment in time, our poor children have a shitload of work that they're going to have to deal with because of the way adults have mishandled the last couple of years. When I look at what's happening happening globally, I believe it's a place that we're in of pulling all the pins out to do the restructure. I still have hope. I still have belief. I still have faith that those of us who are pitted here to help hold the light and anchor in will do our work and that we will leave this a better place for our children. So those who are empaths, they often feel that it's a burden because they feel the emotions from others, um, the joys, the pains, the sorrows, and it can be incredibly overwhelming. And yes, often you draw people who are in pain to you, which is really uncomfortable. As a society, we are taught to totally disconnect with pain. So here you are as an empath, this highly sensitive person, and people project their pain onto you. And it can become very overwhelming if you haven't even figured out how to deal and manage with your own pain. Unaware or disempowered empaths often have the following qualities. They easily get swayed by others' moods. They feel lost and stuck a majority of the time. They have a challenging time saying no. They feel the need for constant validation, and I mean external validation. There is nothing wrong with seeking out validation from within or from our closest relationships. Um, our closest relationships are mirrors and therefore we should be offering validation for those that we care about the most and are in, and are in relationship too. However, seeking, constantly seeking external validation shows that you're totally disconnected from your true empathic nature. They struggle to be understood. Unaware or disempowered empaths often change their mood constantly. Feels like you're on a pendulum swing of moods. And they change it based on the energy around them. They can have anxiety issues. And they can also have a weakened immune system. When you are a disempowered empath, you're basically at the whim of everyone else's energy. You have not realized or reconnected with the truth of yourself to come from this empowered and sovereign place, that your energy is your own, that you have the capacity to manage and understands people, understand people's emotions, to reflect it back so that they can continue their healing and growth. It's a gift to be able to connect so deeply to other people. However, when you are totally disempowered, you know, you feel like it's a burden. You go, oh, I can't people anymore. I can't handle being around people. I go in a crowd and I just, I feel like I need to lay on the couch for days. Yeah, I, I know. I get it. I used to be in that place where I would be constantly overwhelmed. Don't get me wrong. I don't love being in the midst of crowds, but I recognize what is my own energy now and what is the energy of others. And that doesn't need to influence me. If I'm at a concert, which fuck, who the hell knows when that's going to happen again. But if I'm at a concert and being swept away by the energy, the collective energy that is um, enlightening and you know, electrifying, wonderful. But what happens if the collective energy is one of somberness or heaviness? It doesn't 
it doesn't serve us either. So the other part of being an unaware or disempowered empath is gender. It's easy for women, easier for women, to recognize their sensitivity, to tune into that. It's more socially acceptable for women to be sensitive. However, men in this highly unhealthy um, patriarchal society in which we live and most of our institutions, whether education, religion, capitalism, is all based on this really unhealthy, repressed sense of the masculine. And so it's really challenging for men who are actually deeply in tune and sensitive to other people's emotions to acknowledge, accept, and work through that. Um, So there is a stigma around there, but it doesn't need to be. I truly believe we're all going through this shift. More and more people are becoming aware of how sensitive they are, how in tune they are to energy. I think all of us are beginning to recognize that we are spiritual beings that need to live in alignment, show up truthfully, and anchor in the energy of this earth to leave it a greater place than the way that we found it. And that's why we're here right now. And so, yes, it's challenging to navigate, but it's not impossible possible. And with anything, you're not a victim to your circumstance. You can use anything to capitulate it into this empowerment. And, you know, that's something that I really work with my clients is I never want them to be left feeling disempowered in any way, shape, or form. My job is to give them tools to help empower them to the circumstances, the experiences, and traumas that they've lived through so that they can navigate and show up authentically as themselves. That's what this podcast is all about as well. So I gave you some idea as to what um, an unaware or disempowered empath is. An empowered empath is obviously going to be the opposite. An empowered empath has the ability to discern their mood from the mood of others. They live in their purpose. They feel good about boundaries that they need to set and that they uphold. And when others express their boundaries towards them, they love themselves unapologetically. They exude confidence. They can easily express their needs. They can tap into higher frequencies or energies with ease, and they are powerful at manifesting, bringing into fruition ideas, um, experiences that are out there because they've done this work to be here. So how do we move from being unaware to aware? How do we move from being disempowered to empowered? Well, there's no shortcut, I'm afraid. You know, if you know me by now, I'm not going to give you the easy peasy answer. I'm going to give you some easy tips and tricks to obviously put into place. But you can't bypass your own work. You cannot bypass your own healing. And to become an empowered empath, it requires you to do the deep work of your healing. You can do this by addressing your wounding of your inner child. Often the wounding of the inner child comes with fears of abandonment, comes with people pleasing, um, 
comes with a feeling of not being enough or not being seen and heard. You can also work through your shadow self. That is the deep acceptance of all aspects of yourself and the experiences that has sh- have shaped you. So even the not so glorified versions of you, it's still part of you and there needs to be a deep, deep acceptance of all. A few episodes back, I talk about the inner child, uh, the shadow self, the higher self as well, all kind of riding along in the vehicle with you. And if you haven't listened to that, I highly encourage you to take a listen and just identify who is the inner child within me? Who is the shadow self? Uh, Shadow self is going to be judgmental of others and of self all the time. Super judgy asshole, super judgy bitch. And inner child is the one that feels like they need to punch the wall, uh, stomp their feet, is throwing a tantrum because their, their core needs aren't being met. And often that's to be seen, heard, loved, validated. Okay. So it's doing the deep work of figuring out your wounding, accepting the wounding of both inner child and shadow self and moving forward. On top of that, you have some other things that are a little bit easier to move into that help you move from this disempowered empathic person who is deeply in tune with the feelings and emotions of others to um, the empowered version. And that is actually living with your emotions. Fuck. There are so many people walking around this earth who are totally, totally, totally disengaged and disassociated from their emotions. At some point, the emotions became too painful that you thought that you were going to be stuck in them forever. But emotions are just feelings that are in motion. They are in constant movement, moving from one state to the other. And the more we can lean in to our uncomfortable emotions, they shift and change to something that is a little more comfortable for us to navigate through. And that's our job as human beings is to be feeling not attached to the emotion, but understanding and moving through and navigating the emotion. As we continue to connect our own emotions, we can identify which are ours and which are not, which I'll go through that process a little bit later. Another way in which we can move from a disempowered state to an empowered state is by tuning into our creative self. We are meant to be creative beings. We are here to create create life, yes, your offspring, create and put out into the world. Absolutely. Leave your footprint before your days are gone. We are meant to create, and it comes from a place of joy and understanding of self and acceptance of self. This may be drawing, it may be dancing, it may be writing, it may be painting, it may be sculpting, it may be speaking in a podcast or be creating in a play or I don't know. (laughs) There's a lot of different ways in which we can create, but that aspect of self is meant to be nourished and it's meant to flourish. As an empathic person, you're sensitive to energies of not only human beings and animal beings, but also energies and having a very cluttered space actually can overwhelm someone who is empathic. So decluttering your home. I know for me, um, I will get overwhelmed if my home becomes cluttered. It's very, very, very seldom. And it's usually my family members and not myself. 
that add to the clutter in the home, but I am not attached to having a ton of things around. And I like to keep things neat, tidy, decluttered um, as much as possible. Not only is it important to declutter your physical space, but also, also your mental space. So putting in a meditation practice, clearing the clutter from your mind, tuning into breath work so that you become more embodied and you regulate your nervous system so that your nervous system isn't taxed and overtaxed and cluttered is necessary if you're empathic as well. I cannot express, I say it all the damn time, breath work, breath work, breath fucking work. Do it. If you're not doing it, do it. I have talked about it in at least half a dozen of these other episodes. Um, or Come see me and I'll navigate you through it. Another way in which you can move from an, a disempowered empath to an empowered empath by, is by connecting to body through intentional movement. Again, this is, um, you know, something that I've talked about before is an embodiment practice. So breath work, um, connecting to your body, those are embodiment practices, being intentional with the movement. You need to take care of the physical vessel in which your energy resides. Um, it's super necessary for you to navigate and move through things, um, whether it's your own emotions or the emotions of others. If you're a deeply feeling being, work with your body, move the energy through your body. Setting and holding boundaries. This is challenging, often for women, because we were taught as little girls to be good little girls, to be nice little girls, to be pleasant little girls. And little girls are not meant to throw a fuss. They are not meant to have opinions. They are not meant to make a big stink or be loud or all of those things. And so our voice gets silenced constantly and we become these people-pleasing um, beings and thinking that, you know, our goodness is equated with our um, ability to be this good girl who doesn't say no to anything, which is fucking bullshit. Um, if you can't say no to things that overstep your boundaries, A, you feel victimized, but B, people take advantage. You need to know and understand your worth. And once you understand yourself, you have that those pieces of self-worth that you've worked through, through that shadow work, through the inner child, it becomes easier to recognize that you are worthy of having and upholding boundaries and communicating those boundaries. Moving from a disempowered empath to an empowered empath also requires you using your voice. So yes, through boundaries, but also speaking your truth. We are not meant to show up here being muzzled and speaking platitudes and just saying what other people say or saying what we think other people need us to say or want to hear from us. Our job is to live and embody and speak our truth. And that requires you finding first finding that truth, getting clear enough. That means moving the clutter from the damn head. That means taking care of the body. That means dropping into your heart and then recognizing what truth is and speaking it, living by it. There's nothing more fulfilling than actually living by your truth and being able to communicate it. I shit you not, it, it will shift your reality, reality, reality. I'm not sure what that is. Ask for what you need. 
yeah, I'm, I'm reforming from this. I feel like I spent a lot of time taking care of myself. I moved out when I, on my own, when I was 17, I've been taking care of myself or taking care of others. And I kind of have a fuck you attitude. If, if nobody else is going to do it, then I'll do it myself. But you can only sustain that for so long especially as an empathic person. It's really important to articulate and ask the other people around you for what you need. They can't necessarily read your mind. And it's important for you to value and identify your needs as important and articulate them too. Again, I talked about being aware of your own emotions, but it's also being aware of the emotions of others. Again, Emotions move, they pass, they shift, they don't stay with us forever. It's our job to tune into the frequency of them, feel what's ours, and feel what is not ours. This was huge for me. About four or five years ago, when I had emotions come to me, I would ask myself, is this mine? I know what truth feels like in my body. For me, it's this rush of wave of lightness that moves up over my chest, over my arms, my shoulders. And that's my yes. And my no feels like this heavy, sticky feeling that goes over my lower abdomen, my hips and pelvis and the tops of my thighs. So I ask myself, is this mine? Is this feeling of sadness mine? Is this feeling of anger mine? Is this whatever mine? And if it is, then I need to go close my eyes, tune into my heart and ask myself, where is this coming from? What part of me is feeling triggered and upset? What part of my inner child or my shadow self is showing up right now that feels upset? Great. And work with that. And if it's not mine, my job isn't to carry it. My Goodness, you are not a victim that has to carry the weight and the pain of the world and everybody else. It is not yours. So, my friends, if you tune in and you ask yourself, is this mine? And the answer that you feel as truth is no, ask source, God, universe, whatever resonates for you to take it. Source, please take this sadness that is not mine and return it to consciousness, not to the person from whom it came. It doesn't matter, but it's not yours to carry. I hope these are some tips, tricks that help leave you feeling more empowered, more attuned to your emotional and feeling self. Being a feeling person is not a fucking bad thing. It's pretty incredible to connect from the heart space to other human beings. Much love to you. We'll chat soon. Bye for now.